so Hello, Am- everyone. A- so Amber, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, before before we get into it, so okay, do you think that when Greg Universe was having relations with Rose Quartz, that there was a okay, Goldilocks? We're just gonna talk about fucking. We're gonna talk about the crystals fucking for like the first. We are less than thirty seconds into the episode. Do you think that there was a Goldilocks situation where Greg Universe was like, mm, it was a little too loose, ah, too tight, ooh? just right in terms of like Jevin I I hate to say it but I may not know enough about Steven Universe lore in order to appreciate your vagina joke (laughs) (laughs) your your pussy reference may have gone over my head I the reference is just pussy like I I I'm not that far. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. How we do. <laughs> welcome to How We Do, How We Do, the podcast, original podcast, Do Not Steal, is a podcast where every week Devin and I take a fictional franchise, universe, whatever, and we make an original character in that universe as an excuse to talk about the universe. But this week, we're doing something a little different, question mark? Okay, so yeah, uh, I wanted to introduce early on the idea that we will have a variety of episodes. Some episodes will be retro episodes, so they'll be more formatted like our old show that Amber definitely didn't abandon me two episodes into. And some mm-hmm, that's right. will be about revisiting properties, because I think it's important to revisit things that were important to you, seeing how your relationship with them has changed over time, because we're all, uh, people are on a never-ending quest of growth and you're a different person every day and you're a really different person separated by years um so essentially topics we've covered aren't off the table we can redo them um there's a certain guest if we can get because most people are just two emails away from showing up on your shitty podcast but i'd want him to show up and do ducktales again uh so fucking maybe that'll happen one day but we're doing steven universe as I am halfway through Steven Universe so that we can do Steven Universe again once I've finished it to see if my thoughts and feelings change. So consider this your Chekhov's gun. Um, we're doing an episode now and and there and later we'll shoot a gun at something. <laughs> later we <laughs> later we will take our Colt fifty dragoon and put it at the head of a dissonant who is someone who did not believe our promise to follow through on Steven Universe. And this metaphor Jesus. this metaphor is slowly getting away from me and I thought <laughs> I had it. Getting dark. <laughs> I, I thought I had it, Fuck, but dude. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Because if uh, I feel like we lost some people when I was like, so Amber, when Greg was fucking Rose Quartz, and I feel I feel like people were like, now what? Now this isn't this is a children's show, you pervert. <laughs> but if they stayed on, I think they heard me go, yes, we'll fire guns execution style at the dissonance. They're like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> we really, I really. As of recording, we still have not released our first episode, and so I'm really curious to see what kind of an audience we end up attracting. And by really curious, I mean I know as a fact it's just going to be like four of our real-life friends. <laughs> That's a real tragedy. So, Amber, have you finished Steven Universe? I remember you being farther into it in high school when I didn't watch it. 
Um, yeah, so my experience is I've, I've seen some, some Steven Universe. I'm not like, I'm not a complete Steven Universe virgin. Let's go ahead and continue to make this episode as uncomfortably sexual as we can. Um, I mean, uh, I, I will because Pearl's <laughs> terrible and we'll get into it when we get into it. But uh... I know. I'm pretty sure the entire reason that we're doing this episode is just so that you can shout about how much Pearl is a good character and a bad person. Yes. Um, it, yeah. But anyways, you continue. Anyway. Uh, uh, I, I saw a couple of seasons of it. Um, I couldn't give you like an exact season or episode where I stopped because it was like a few years back. I don't know. I got into some of the stuff, uh, that was actually extra earthian, um, that was, that was involving, you know, the space politics of the space rocks. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any like specific problems with the show it failed to grasp me in a way that kept me around for the entire duration of the show's runtime, and that's fine. I, I know some things about the show. I wouldn't call myself a lore expert, and you will definitely need to remind me of some things. That's where I am on Steven Universe. All right, cool. I am currently halfway through Steven Universe. Um, and uh, For the are... first time or the second time? What did you say? The, um, the first time I tried Steven Universe, I watched one episode... I went, I bet everyone who was making the show is having a really good time. And then I stopped. And then I saw a few episodes randomly, and I was like, hmm. And then... Oh, no, I was just, uh, I was doing a pause for comedic effect, and then the pause was going too <laughs> long, and it wasn't funny, so I was, I was just like, bail. <laughs> you had to commit to it. You had to keep going. <laughs> I had to. Um, Great. Glad I could be there to, to dig you out of it. Thank you. Uh, and now my girlfriend is like, watch Steven Universe, and I'm like, okay. Uh, so we're watching Steven Universe, and uh, where to begin with Steven Universe? And I think, uh, I want to start with the ending, actually. Because I saw the ending to Steven Universe because my Twitter refused to shut up about it and was emotionally impacted. Uh, what a great message to end on. The ending of just just fucking uh, standard Steven Universe, not future or the movies or anything. The, it's, it's just Steven and he hugs himself. And I was like, oh, what a great message of self-love for the queer show. That's really powerful. I'm very curious to see if that maintains once I have context or how my relationship to the ending uh changes with context apparently i'm gonna learn that rose cords is terrible i guess that's cool well um you already you already have a relationship with a character on this show you think is terrible so yeah i can uh let's uh <laughs> so um we'll get to pearl we'll get to pearl we'll get we'll get to pearl um a thing i think is neat about steven universe is this is a show uh, made by nerds and for nerds and if you were a crystal person, you could probably point and be like, well, an amethyst does this as blah, 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 but I'm not. I don't give a single solitary shit about crystals. When people start talking about crystals, I go, you sound like my mom. Please stop talking. This is stupid. Um, but when I say by nerds, for nerds, is there is a... I have gotten one too many points where I'm like, this feels like a berserk thing. Like, the cluster gems show up, and I'm like, you know, call me nuts. This feels like the man-made Baylet. And then the second time they show up, I go, you know, call me nuts. These feel like apostles. And it is a little crazy, uh, because mm, it would be nuts if I were to say Steven Universe would not exist without Berserk. That's stupid. Um, 
but it would be less nuts to me. But you're going to say it anyway. <laughs> no, just there's no way no one working on that show didn't read Berserk. Fuck you, suck my dick. There's nerds. There's a direct reference to fucking manager Paul Heyman circa the 80s wrestling. I found a way to talk about it again. And fuck mm-hmm. space pirate Captain Harlock. These people are fucking nerds. So yeah, uh, nerd show for nerds. Well, that's okay. Um, yeah. uh, uh, great. So, so Steven Universe, children's animated show about uh, a bunch of uh, lesbians from space who also are like people made of crystals and named after crystals. Um, uh, the titular Steven Universe uh, is a little kid who uh, is like half gem. His like mom was a gem. Um, and uh, he goes around having adventures um, and with a colorful cast of characters, as you would expect from this kind of show. Um, and uh, eventually there get to be big, broad story arc stuff um, about like the nature of who his mom was in the world and um, what he's doing here and like the relationships between all of these gem characters and the politics of thereof. Um, that's, that's, that's basically the show. Okay. It feels like... Oh, go. Okay, yeah, no, because you sparked it. Um, a thing I was going to bring up is it feels... Uh, uh, so, Steven is a wonderful pacifist boy um, who is beseeched by terrible parents. And I feel like terrible parents are a theme of the show because, God damn it, no one in the show has a good parent. <laughs> um, but the one where it really hit me where like, oh yeah, of course, this show ends with Steven going to therapy. Is there's an episode where the gems have to make a obstacle course to make Steven feel better, but really it's about making themselves feel better, and Steven is hurt and feels betrayed by this and is going to confront them and be mad about it. But he walks up and he isn't mad about it and he, he gives it to them. He lets them have this win. And I'm like, oh, Steven has to adult himself even though he has three moms and a dad. <laughs> this poor child. Yeah, so uh, Steven has a dad, Greg Universe, who uh, seems like a basically nice enough guy but also doesn't seem like Steven's necessarily like primary guardian. His like real primary guardians that he lives with are these three gems um uh named uh pearl who we will talk about later amethyst and garnet Am- amethyst and garnet uh amethyst is me i love amethyst of the amount that i've seen of her amethyst is my favorite she's my favorite my oc is just amethyst again that's my that's the episode i'm making amethyst but again <laughs> amethyst, but... <laughs> yeah that's a that's there are two types of uh, uh, OCs, there is a character that you would like to make within this universe, and there is a self-insert because you want to exist in the universe and bounce off these characters, and those are the two types you get. But yes. Amethyst is me because she's very loud and a mess and uh, probably late for things, I assume, and loud um, and uh, kind of a disaster and loud. You have... Um, uh, and I... You have crippling self-worth issues stemming from your place of origin uh yeah kinda you just really hate being from south bend <laughs> i like i'm I'm pretty self-conscious about like 
all of my California friends being cooler than me. I don't know. Like, I mean, let's, I mean, to be clear, my crippling self-worth issues stem from lots of other places. There are <laughs> many, many, many things I am self, self-conscious self and self-critical about. Um, it's not actually about being from South Bend. Speaking of self, but, but I do have, but I do have the self, the self-loathing thing going on. Fair enough, don't we all? Speaking of South Bend, the don't sh- we all? The show takes place in Beach City, and I think a strength of the show is that, like, okay, so the the internet thing of Steven Universe is like, oh, f- you know, fifty episodes and it gets good. And I thought that was just me being like, oh, well, this is seventeen different flavors of fucked up. You just pick it because it's an arbitrary number. No, it's fifty episodes before a fucking plot happens. Um, but I do think a strength of Steven Universe is. Some episodes don't have any gem shenanigans, and it's just interpersonal relationships and people problems. And those episodes don't suck, and I don't want to skip over them. So, like, you, Beach City does become a character because we're doing the Wheel of Time writing, wherein you spend the first half of the first book in the two rivers. Um, this is all to say that Wheel of Time has very bad pacing. Jesus Christ, things don't happen in those fucking books. <laughs> but you do feel the sense of community within Beach City and all of the wonderful characters therein. That reminds me, I want to talk about Rahelio real quick. Okay. Rahelio is the fry boy. Um, because I can't, you know what, I can't imagine anyone who actually likes the show watching because we got to the part where you were like, there's Pearl and, uh, and the people who know Steven Universe are fucking screaming. <laughs> <laughs> are are livid that I didn't immediately have the names of the other ones but, at the tip of my tongue. Because it's the fucking theme song. But anyways, uh, our fry boy, our red-pilled fry boy. Um, so his first episode, I have problems with the ending. I don't think it's handled poorly, but I think that's a weird message because he's a, he's a red-pilled, I need to believe. And the thing about fucking X-Files and the Skulder, I don't fucking remember. But it's not that he wants to believe it's that he desperately needs to believe and is a dangerous person um and people forget that but with the fry boy particularly he has this episode he has the keep beach city weird which is an offshoot of keep austin weird um where he's a big conspiracy theorist guy and he believes in fucking lizard people and shit and the episode and uh, because i'm too i'm too into how internet radicalization works and one of the key points is eventually there is a break with reality wherein because the lie is that you are in some way special and when reality breaks that there are two paths you can walk down uh grapple with it and become better or fucking break and double down and he doesn't take the path that is better he breaks and becomes violent towards the end of the episode but then his little brother is like wait no here's the real conspiracy which we can still do it guy and i'm like that's cute hindsight's a bitch because if the message is sometimes you got to let the red-pilled people be red-pilled that's cool we live in a post-january 6th world so red (laughs) Red red-pilled adults storm the fucking capital dude yeah it's a shame uh that steven universe didn't provide us a good model to understand de-radicalization as political praxis. Steven Universe, why didn't you save us from QAnon? 
we should probably talk a little bit about uh, fusions. Yes. Um, it feels like it would be an important part of OC building. It doesn't need to be, but it feels like a thing we should know before we decide. Yeah, uh, it, um, it was going to come up when I got to my rant about Pearl being terrible, but bringing it up before my rant about ter- Pearl makes more sense. So fusion is a sex metaphor. It is. I, uh, I'm, the gems fuck. <laughs> the gems be fucking. And it's hot. They they suck and fuck. They suck and they lick each other's gems. <laughs> it's not quite that graphic. Um, okay, so uh, be- I mean, okay, we say sex. It's a metaphor for intimacy broadly. Um, it's not strictly about sex. Yeah. So uh, strictly, a hundred percent. The in-world legit mechanics of it are two gems entering their true state of being which is effervescent uh luminescent luminary beings are we and then they fuse together to create a new whole and uh you know thematically and on an emotional level it is about the the melt you know it's like making love is the melding of two people's souls into one and you become a whole new creature in this fleeting moment of intimacy it's kind of like that garnet sings a whole song about how i am la uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um but also because the show is made by nerds who are all fans of uh henshin and tokusatsu um it's so you can sell more toys because now you have different numbers and casts of characters and power-ups so sell me more toys I don't necessarily want the garnet, but maybe I want the garnet pearl toy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 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 so to be clear, uh, two gems can do a dance and then combine into a a single larger like composite entity. A giant um, woman. A giant woman. This would be like if if Devin and I did a dance and then we turned into one huge person who is even more annoying. Oh God. Um, <laughs> Like if you combine the trait, and then you have the combined traits it's, of of it's, Devin and me. It's just a, it's just an extremely insecure person who will not shut up about their fucking media takes. I do you, like. Is it do you, like it's not necessarily like a situation where it's like the best of both worlds or the both of or the worst of both worlds, but like. But like I can't help but imagine if if it was Devin and I, like we like we would end up as a straight white man somehow. We would just <laughs> It would happen. You know, Amber, you made a you said that it's not the best or the worst of both worlds, but then immediately when we fuse we make the worst. <laughs> I just it would make an exception for us, wouldn't it? Um it would find a way. Do you want to yeah, so uh 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 Steven also merges with a couple of people sometimes um because he's part gem and he can do that. Um Steven's best friend uh, Connie. Uh, we should talk about Connie. Connie's he, great. Yep. Stevani Co- uh Connie is Steven's friend. As far as I got, Connie was a friend who with like romantic overtones to their storyline. Yeah, it's it's um, it's very clear, at least on Stevens end, that he wants something romantic. I just got to the birthday episode and one of the, the best jokes is Stevens realizing he doesn't age because gems don't age and he's he's upset and he's making himself older because Steven can transform his body through gem magic. Um 
and Stephen just goes, I can't stay young forever. What happens when Connie becomes president and I become the first boy? It's a very queer show. You get when when they combine, we do get this this fun thing where they get to be non-binary in their combined form because and everybody Steven's in the a boy town and Connie's a girl. Once that once that hot boy pussy. I don't like that. <laughs> it, it see, I, we're 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 keeping it up, baby. We're making everybody uncomfortable. We've, we've, <laughs> just how uncomfortably horny can we make this whole episode? Uh, speaking um, speaking of uncomfortably horny, wouldn't it be fucked up if one character pseudo kidnapped another character and then the show never dealt with it? That'd be kind of fucked up, wouldn't it? Hey, do you want to talk about Pearl? <laughs> I was talking about Lars and hey, Sadie. Do you wanna... but yeah, I could talk about Pearl. Do you want to talk about Pearl? I, I do feel like we didn't give enough airtime to Connie. She's uh, really cool. <laughs> she is really cool. I don't really know how much I have to say about her in terms of adding to the like to the meat of character building. Um, yeah, but if yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'll just real quick. Uh, Connie's really cool and driven, and uh, struggles with her parents expectations and what she wants and wants to be fun but that isn't the heart and soul of her character she's also a nerd who's into the fantasy books and has hot takes about them and will tell steven about her hot takes this whole episode about it's really cute um because about me too uh, there was one episode that i just got to and i was like oh yeah this is like this for all this stuff we're talking about like sex and being uncomfortable it is a kid show and i love when kid shows are like hey remember this is for kids um but yeah, so anyways, uh, the meat and potatoes. Pearl is fucking terrible. So. Wow, we really got that one out of the way fast, huh? It was a lot of buildup for a pretty... <laughs> God damn it. It went pretty quick. Yeah, no, uh, uh, quick and easy, just like uh, fusion, um, until it's not. But anyways, Pearl is terrible. And before I get into it, listen, if Pearl's your favorite... I get it. I totally understand. I made a whole video about why Donkey makes a review of Final Fantasy VII and Twitter can't shut up about it for two days. There is an invisible contract that is signed when you agree to become a member of a fandom. You are linking a part of your identity onto this thing, and it can feel like a personal attack. I get it. That being said, a character can be a bad person and a good character. My favorite character from She-Ra is Shadow Weaver, and Shadow Weaver's defining characteristic is that she abuses children. I'll get into it more when we do the She-Ra episode, but just know that. All of this to say, uh, Pearl is a fucking terrible person, <laughs> and it's fine. There are reasons within the text of the show that explain why Pearl's terrible. Pearl has self-worth issues and can only find... Ah, Pearl has self-worth issues, and she can only define her sense of self and her relationship to others, particularly Rose. And when that went away and she found out Rose is a whole person who can exist outside of her, it shattered what little self-worth she had. And then she has to apply it to the group and apply it to Garnet and all these other people. And also she's selfish and needs that validation, and it causes her to lash out and hurt people. But that's terrible and bad. Don't do that. The first time I noticed Pearl was terrible when she was just mean to amethyst and it's more than just i'm the orderly character i'm the unorthodox character hijinks ensue it's just you're being a dick pearl 
maybe stop it. Maybe don't tell Amethyst that the place she's from is a horrible, disease-ridden hellhole that only bad things can come from, and you should feel bad and ashamed for being from here, Amethyst, you freak. I'm exaggerating, but she's shitty. Also, hey, you know what's super not cool? Almost getting a child killed twice because you aren't in control of your emotional faculties? That's fucked up. You almost took Steven to space against the direct wishes of his dad. Greg's not the best dad in the world, but he was fucking right when he said, don't, don't fly a plane made from scraps from my garage. You'll kill my son. Almost killed his son. Also, there's the time where... <laughs> also, there's the time where Pearl finds out that uh, Rose Quartz had secrets and a life of her own outside of her relationship to Pearl, and Pearl fucking breaks down and has a big, sulky panic and almost gets Steven killed because he's following her. And it's more than just, oh, he's following her along. No, he he's on a cliff, and he's dangling, and Pearl pops her head out to look, looks at Steven dangling, and then pops back because she needs to keep sulking because Rose kept secrets for her. That's super fucked up, Pearl. Be better. And also, speaking of endangering children, you know what's really fucked up? Indoctrinating children into a death cult? That's fucked up, Pearl. Remember that episode where you had Connie going, my life doesn't matter. I will give my life for Steven. That's really fucked up. Don't do that. Don't indoctrinate your children into death cults, Pearl. You're a bad mom, Pearl. <laughs> and we're not done. Because... I didn't figure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to berserk. It feels like you're building up to like a big, like a big we'll get, one at the end we'll, somewhere, right? We're about to get to the berserk parallel because the first one was uh, apostles and bailets and shit. But I was just sitting there like, man, every way Pearl is terrible. She kind of is. And Taylor pointed this out where it's like, yeah, Pearl kind of does everything villains in the show do, but no one gives Pearl shit for it. And I was like, well, you know, at least you know, Pearl's not as bad as Jasper, who's a rapist. And then, oh, wait. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> because I, Prince Devon, am not the target audience for this show. So when there is a fusion, which we have established as a sex metaphor, that is between Jasper and Lapis, where it is Jasper coercing Lapis, and it ends with just say yes. I'm not dumb. I know what that is. Mm -mm. Right. <laughs> it's a metaphor for something uh -huh. bad. That's pretty clear. And one of the episodes I had seen... Uh, before this venture was the one where Pearl keeps making situations happen to coerce Garnet into fusing with her. And I was like, that's not great. And then within context, I was like, oh God, that's so much worse. <laughs> and before you make the angry comments, you haven't made it that long. We've spent too much of a shit job talking about Steven Universe and too much time talking about Jem's fucking. But even if you want to be like, Devin, that's a bit extreme. I don't want to label Pearl with that. Fine, sure, I'll give you that. But here's the other point. That's one of the most fucked up things you can do to Garnet specifically because of what fusion means. To, because Garnet is a permafusion. She is the forever fusion of two gems. It's the most sacred and important thing to her. And it is made explicitly clear within the text of the show what fusion means to Garnet. When Garnet sees the cluster gem, and cluster gems are gems who are like these horrible freak abominations that are just made out of limbs and their gems who were forced to fuse together. It's one of the few times Garnet, who is the rock of the family, is visibly disturbed. And on I think she actually cries. And it's one of the few times she almost breaks and unsplits. 
just from the sheer shock of it all. So, uh, hey, Pearl, maybe don't force Garnet to fuse with you because that's a really fucked up thing to do and fusion means a lot to Garnet specifically and you've spent a millennia around her. You should know better. So, uh, yikes, content warning on this episode, huh? Yeah, also, uh, when Pearl fuses in front of and fuses with Rose in front of Greg and looks him dead in the eyes. I'm like, hey, Pearl, way to have big Griffith energy, you awful person. So that's a, that's my Pearl rant. Pearl sucks. I, I don't like Pearl. Pearl sucks. <laughs> All right, I'm sold. I don't know. I haven't... I'm not that attached to the show. You didn't have to work that hard to convince me, but now I'm there. Good job. <laughs> I, you know. Pearl, she's canceled. All right, we did it. <laughs> Pearl, show's canceled just like you. Take that. Boom. Headshot. Winning. Remember that meme? Mmm. I, I actually don't. <laughs> oh, we're, we're not going to get into it. So anyways, uh, fucking uh, Amber, w- yeah. would you like to make a character in Steven Universe? I would love to make a character in Steven Universe. That's a great idea. We should make a podcast about that. We should. Um, uh, just have the one episode and then cancel it because we're bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty limited range podcast. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, well, it feels like my my intuition is that we want to have a gem, right? Um, really? Like there are there are obviously humans in Steven Universe. Like it doesn't have to be a gem. It feels like there are a lot of humans in it, but it just feels like making a human character in Steven Universe is sort of um sort of a missed opportunity you know my my um, brain actually went the opposite okay interesting yeah I, talk to me about that okay. i was um uh just before i forget uh because i couldn't find a way to work it in organically so we're gonna work it in inorganically like the gems uh so are, uh, whatever like the gems but my favorite human is jamie and if you know anything about me, that's the most obvious thing in the world. <laughs> Did you, do you know who Jamie is and or remember anything about Jamie? If you tell me one sentence about Jamie, I will go, oh, it's that character ja- whose re- face I remember, but whose name I had forgotten. Jamie is the mailman who has an episode where he falls in love with Garnet. Never mind. I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to talk about Jamie for a second because he's my favorite. So Jamie shows up and he's the mailman and he's like... I'm going to be an actor one day, Stephen. I'm taking acting classes. This mailman thing is just paying the bills. And then Garnet shows up from swimming, so she's soaking wet. And she's kind of sexy. And, he's, and Jamie is like, oh, oh tall woman. Oh. And he falls in love with her immediately on site. And he goes home and he writes this Me too. And he writes this Shakespearean love letter to Garnet. And then he delivers it. And then Garnet gets it. And her response is just, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, oh, I love Jamie. I love this little theatrical theater boy. <laughs> I love him so much. He's great. Yeah, that makes sense for you. You extra fucking bitch. Oh, God, I'm such an extra bitch. But anyways, yeah, no, um, my brain was like, well, we'll probably make a gem in the revisit episode. And I more or less know what my gem would be. But uh, one of the th- one of the successes to me for Steven Universe that is potentially more interesting than like the obviously front facing interesting, ah, uh, what if we did politics and heavy morality plays is just uh, the episodes with humans don't suck and Beach City is a tight knit community and I I like these human characters episodes with them aren't boring 
uh, I feel like introducing a character to exist in that space could also be fun and not a waste of time. Okay, what, so then I guess my, I'm, I'm open to that. My first question is how do we, like, what is the thing that we bounce off of in order to get us started in that space? Like, what are the rules of being a human in Steven Universe? What, what distinguishes characters in this show from characters in any other show? Okay, um, working an odd job having fun hair, like the Fry family all have hair that looks like fries, the Onion family have hair that kind of looks like onions, uh, the Pizza family kind of have hair that looks like pizza. You have an odd job, an odd hair, and an odd way that you look at the world, like Mayor Dewey's son is like this this weird art kid who's like, no, the important part is that people saw it. You're a radical cat, Steven Universe. And yeah, you got me at the end, but you made me learn a lesson. And that's real cool. You want to hang out with us? Ah, It is, um, how would I, I had a thought, hold on. It's like Twin Peaks citizens, but for kids and less weirdo oddball and more fun quirk. We're just making another Gilmore Girls character. Ah, oh, son of a bitch, are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, so we want to create a character who fits into the civic world of Beach City, um, who has some kind of a quirky personality. Yeah, some type of, uh, some type of quirk that is tangentially related to the career their family pursue pursues or their personality that is then expressed through their visual design usually in their hair it's such a weird specific ask okay uh totally um i'm thinking about characters that we have already we there's there's a mayor character we have a mail carrier character um we have the character who runs the donut shop um, and the other character who is also in the donut shop too, Lars as well. And Sadie. Also. Uh huh. We didn't talk about Lars and Sadie, but they are also in the show. Uh, wait, I, I made an allusion to them when I was like, it'd be kind of fucked up if a character kidnapped another character and then we never talked about it. <laughs> That's one of the episodes okay. we watched together. What if you have... Um. Uh, so, so what I was thinking, what if we, right, you, it's been uncomfortably go. sexual so far. What if we have a plumber or a pizza delivery guy? <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought you were just gonna go. What if we? What if we just have a call girl? But it. No, because, I'm not gonna go that bad. But because, but because it's a kid show, it's <laughs> it's something different. <laughs> it's just you know that scene in fucking uh, Sam vs Superman where Billy Batson. Uh, goes down the stairway. I was like, "Hey, Bambi!" And she's like, "Hey, Billy!" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, that's a prostitute." I'm just not gonna talk about it. My uh, should do an episode on Fred, the YouTube series Fred. Oh, I'd have to watch the fucking Quentin reviews Titanfall. It's <laughs> like four <laughs> hours. <laughs> I have watched it. <laughs> it keeps showing up, and I'm like, you know, I like most of your stuff. I'll watch this one day. <laughs> I was God, why am I like this? Um, okay, so civic jobs yet to be done in Beach City. What if we have a movie theater operator? I've been to like weird tiny towns like Beach City, and I think it's cute to have a little two screen movie theater with like one person running it running it. That is a very specifically a thing you would love and bring up. I was that is 
absolutely some shit that I would say. I would also, uh, my idea was because Beach City is a very tight knit community. Um, what if you threw a little wrench in that and it's like we don't hide from the fact that this is a new person and it's someone who's moving into town and bringing their new business and how does the denizens of Beach City react to that I think would be just fun for an episode. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, so then they would sort of need to be sort of an oddball to Beach City itself, um, which is tricky because of Beach City being what it is. So now do we make a normie who is boring or a uniquely weird person? It feels so my my instinct is my instinct so strongly is to be like they are totally normal and they have to freak about freak out about how weird beach city is but that is not going to create the most interesting oc that we can create so let's make them uniquely weird let's find a yeah a, a kind of a quirk that does ultimately end up meshing in with beach city very well but there's a weird transitional phase where it's not clear how that's going to work my brain is saying Old Man McGucket riff off of that. Okay, Old Man McGucket isn't bad. Yeah, um, yeah, so I was thinking, like, Beach City doesn't really have a loony. Like, there's there's Roe, but he's not, like... Everyone's kind of like, yeah, you're a red-pilled kid, whatever. What if there is a very aggressive uh, standing on showbox sounding the end of the world? We can ignore that, but that's a thought I had. Um, Roshak and Steven Universe I, when... R- Rorschach would bringing Rorschach to Beach City. Rorschach um, would fucking hate it because he hates the gays, and everyone in Beach City is gay. Okay, let's fucking maybe like oh, no, maybe I, we. I don't want to do maybe, that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> maybe we lead into that. Maybe we lead into like, like you can have someone in the show who's a shitty person, and that doesn't make them a bad character. Maybe we make this a character who like is ends up being a shitty villain um oh yeah we make a and like, we make a we make a character the fan base hates so it's the inverse of me where i i hate this one character that the fans love this is my revenge <laughs> this is my 4d chess you fucking steven stands or whatever you call yourselves so yeah fucking let's do it rorschach in steven universe Fuck. let's go um <laughs> what is what is the resolution of that be like what do we like, what do we, you and I, have to say thematically about that situation? You have someone come into town who, like, is, like, like an aggressive conspiracy theorist in a way that, like, is harming people and is actually, like, a thing that is doing, doing violence to the community. Like, what is the appropriate way of responding to that? How, like, what's, what do we want to say about that? Mm. um because mm. you don't really want to say oh and then at the end of the episode they get induct they get like ingratiated into the community they become a part of it you don't really want to say that you you want to like you want to allow for like people to not be good fits for certain communities and you want to be able to say like hey if this is going to be like causing problems for beach city like you have to consider the the safety and well-being of the people in beach city but you also don't want to make it a thing where it's like the new person that we have here is like the homeless person and the who is acting somewhat erratic and the beach city are like the white landowning people around who simply want that out of sight right <laughs> yeah there's um, a there's a fine line to walk so i think if we're gonna lean there, in, yeah if we're, if we're leaning into roshack we make it 
more the parts the fanboys forget and less old man McGucket. I think there is something interesting to say if we're leaning into more you're a conspiracy theorist who hurts themselves and those around them that um, one of the powers that conspiracy theories have um, is okay so I know too much about this shit so I'm just going to talk about it for a second and if you get any ideas uh, just shoot off but uh, one of the reasons that they work so effectively is because the world is dark and scary and doesn't make sense and they can provide an easy answer for that and they can provide an easy answer for why you feel disenfranchised that is not uh, the interlocking systems that govern our lives are complicated and terrible and serve to uh, remove you from the means of production and the oligarchs who run our lives don't want you to have a better life because you going into debt is massively profitable it's oh it's the jews the jews are ruining your lives those those queer kids down the block they're the ones who are doing it the elite pedophiles who run but the democratic party the gems right it's it's the gems because gems are queer people um <laughs> yes the the gems are the reason you can't the gems are the reason you can't get laid little incel dudes and another a component of internet radicalization is it feeds off of your isolation because once you start talking about this shit grandma i your grandson don't want to talk to you anymore because i can't deal with this and then you only have the self-insulating community who will only feed you this terrible diet and i'm not going to get into the right-wing disinformation ecosystem but let's just take incels because i feel like you can point to incels and be like those are bad and that's not much of a hot take but if you go to incel forums it's crab in a bucket philosophy it is these people pulling each other down and convincing themselves that there is no way out because if someone gets out that's one less person you have in this extremely isolated world that you already live in and no don't do that you're down here with the rest of us for forever so i think we want to give our character by the end space to become a part of beach city to the extent that they can play nice right that feels like so they're hiding their power levels shout out to everyone on stormfront what's up you can <laughs> Your power levels around um, the normies. I don't know. I wanna. I wanna. Like. I wanna. I wanna figure out a way to use the platform of the show to advocate for restorative justice in this case without like without like making it these characters' jobs to fix this guy. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Which is because I think that's central to the ethos of the show. Yeah. The... Is that Stephen is a pacifist, right? And that that's. That's a thing that Steven would believe in. Yeah. Um, would, would be Steven would believe in this guy's ability to change and get better. And it's, and it's not Steven's job to do this, um, to, to do that work, but that Steven is still going to believe that that work is able to be done. Yeah. You'd, you'd have a scene wherein the town has turned their backs, but Steven hasn't yet. And Steven's about to, but seeing that even in the situation where everyone said, no, fuck you, but Steven was still there, gives the guy a little bit of hope that maybe his internet friends who are telling him that all the normies suck are wrong because Steven, because all, all the fundamental lie is that no one wants to exist in that world where no one trusts each other and everything's bad. Your fellow man uh, care about you. Uh, disaster, panic, 
is it, it, you call it elite panic because only elites freak out and think we're all going to turn on each other when the shit hits the fan. The historical precedent is when a natural disaster happens, your community comes together and you help each other. So Stephen, simply by virtue of existing and wanting to help this person, uh, breaks a hole in his worldview because Stephen is a good person who just generally wants to help people because he's a good kid. So maybe in the end, it like, like it has to be that guy who takes this step though, right? It has to be like, like Stephen like leaves a note in the guy's bag or like leaves a sign on his door or something signposting that like that like someday he can come back to beach city but that guy has to like make the first step yeah um, steven steven leaves the door unlocked but steven doesn't open the door you know what i'm saying yeah i feel pretty good about that as like an episode structure um so hello and uh, welcome to our ted talk about internet radicalization and uh, the right-wing disinformation e- ecosphere that was made in part by Phyllis Schlafly, who created the uh, religious right-wing voting bloc that exists today in America. George Lincoln Rockwell, the modern-day founder of right-wing terror. Fun fact about George Lincoln Rockwell. Do you know he invented the term white power, neo-Nazism, and Holocaust denial all by his own hand? This, uh, this is... These episodes never really end up where you expect them to, you know? <laughs> you really think that in all of the episodes where we've been like, so yeah, North mythology uh, is the fandom of the Nazis. I'd find a way to be like, so you know, George Lincoln Rockwell's like the most racist American of all time. But no, I find a way to bring it up in Steven Universe. So Rorschach, who is he? What does his hair look like? Um, <laughs> what? Oh yeah. What? Why does he hate gems so much? For no reason. I don't, sorry, I want to take it back. There's no reason he hates gems so much. He just has this idea in his head um, that is based on nothing, and he hates them based on that. I do not want to give a justification for his fantasy racism. Um, <laughs> fantasy racism. I don't. He's, racism isn't about real real thoughts. Um, uh, yeah, no, I just, I've never heard <laughs> fantasy racism before, so give me a second. Yeah, that's like... I got the giggles. That's like when, when you have elves and dwarves hate each other. That's fantasy racism, baby. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, uh, yeah. What is a uh, what is the hair of a bigot? What? <laughs> what does the hair of a bigot look like? The hair of a bigot. Um, it's fucking the fuck. It's the haircut Malcolmore had before people on Twitter were like, "Hey, you got the Nazi cut," and he was like, "Okay, I'll go bald." Like, it's the fucking yeah, just like the 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 like weirdly dapper hair. It's fucking um, it's fucking Hordak. The Richard. It's, it's Hordak's the haircut. The Richard Spencer haircut. Yeah. Okay. The... I don't know who that is. You've seen Shira. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we have uh, we have discovered the hair of bigots. That's also the haircut of a lot of um. Oh, who the fuck was it? Who the fuck were the right wing numbnuts who started a fucking lifestyle brand? It wasn't the Proud Boys, and it wasn't the Oath Keepers. Us. Every right wing figurehead has a has a has a fucking lifestyle brand. <laughs> um, fucking Odin juice. That's my. That's my pre-workout Odin juice. Oh, he definitely drinks Odin juice. Our character, he one hundred percent carries a carries a little bottle of Odin juice with him at all times, and is dr- and drinks out of it constantly. Oh, is he a dude, bro? Um, is he is he a gym rat? Sure, yeah. Why not? Oh man, I like the gym. Hell yeah, he's oh 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 oh. Okay, hold on, wait, because Lars thinks he's really cool. <laughs> That's just a thing I want to say. Like, Lars thinks he's cool at first. 
And Sadie has to be like, Lars, what the fuck are you talking about, you piece of shit? Yes. That. All of that happens. It's canon. I want him to have, like, a suit, but it, like, doesn't fit super well. Like it's, like it's baggy? Like a baggy suit? I don't know. I haven't decided. Is baggy... Baggy maybe is weird. It's more weird if it's too small, though. Um, yeah, I was... Uh... Or maybe, maybe it fits, but he, like, doesn't know how to wear it well. I was... I was more so thinking that you give him like the, are we doing a, <laughs> God damn it. So are we doing more of a, a, a cosplay of a cosplay militia type? Or are we doing a, a debate me in the marketplace of ideas type? Cause if it's a, um, if it's a militia cosplayer, then his outfit is like, I'm cosplaying Nathan Drake. Here's my, here's my flak jacket that I'm wearing incorrectly. And if it's a debate me in the marketplace of ideas, yeah, you put him in a suit. First one, I think our character needs to take proactive action uh, in order for the story to work, and that means first one, uh, uh, cosplay militia. So yeah, like, shitty Nathan Drake look that they don't know how to wear. Feels great to me. Yeah, he looks like Steven Crowder. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, any other any other, any other, other physical descriptors we want to give this guy's look? Um, um, I would, uh, the, the skull face mask, but he doesn't wear it. It's just always around his neck. It's just an identifier for him. Like, oh, you feel racist. <laughs> you got the long, you got the long face mask. You feel racist. That's funny. Um, uh, yeah, I like that. Listen, um, man, I live, uh, I still live in Indiana. I saw a dude walking around Target with a fucking handgun on his hip. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, bro. I saw a dude next to that dude with the fucking long face mask that goes around the neck. And I was like, I trust him a lot less for some reason. Do you mean like the like the bandanas? Yeah, I just uh, don't. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm in California and I see those fuckers all the time, like uh, at work. Um, are you telling me that California is not the bastion of liberalism that Fox News would have my grandparents think it is? It's actually, I mean, it's no Indiana. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to act like this holds a, this shit holds a candle to Indiana, you know? I, um, like, believe me, I have had way fewer people give me reports about their neighbors in the KKK since I moved here. Um, uh, but I'm not going to act like I have not seen a single Confederate flag since showing up in California. Just, you know, fewer of them. The most we can hope for. Anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, what's, the, what's the name? Does he have a color scheme associated with him? Oh, a color scheme. Um, gold and yellow. That's the fucking Proud Boys colors. Cool. Yeah, I'm into it. What is the name? Uh, oh wait, hold on. One, oh, what the fuck? Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on. Uh, if you can vamp, vamp. Let me let me look something up for a name real quick. Um, uh, I do want to give him something. Um, like personality wise, I want to make him a little bit annoying. I want to make it hard for like if we, especially if we give him proud boy colors, we have to make it so that every second that he's on screen, he's fucking insufferable, um, and just not cool at all. Um, uh, like he keeps trying to do cool shit and falling on his face and just being a laughable little idiot who, nevertheless, it absolutely gets people hurt in a very real way, um, but never in a way that's like, like cool or badass. But, like, often in ways where he's trying to be cool and badass and failing to do so. All right. Uh, give him, like, a really annoying laugh, you know? Uh, give him... Okay. If I were the voice director, I would say, you know, just a loose, modern uh, voice delivery. But when you laugh, laugh like an early dub for Pokemon. So, like, yeah, 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 Ash. 
<laughs> That's right. Uh, update. Uh, I have no internet on my phone, so I couldn't find the name. It was. It, I know it's something like Red Beard that I was going to look up, but fuck it. That, uh, edit this joke out. It's bad. I couldn't find the name I was looking for. Fuck it. Cool. So if uh, if you're editing, then this joke won't be here. And if I'm editing, it will be. Oh, that's a fun joke for the fans. Um, I was going to say he can have George Lincoln or Rockwell in his name because most racist man in America, George Lincoln Rockwell. Yeah, I like that. I think his name can be George easy enough. Do they usually have last names in the Steven Universe? I mean, the, I know the Universe family does. Um, if they do, I don't. This is a thing where if you're a fan of Steven Universe, you are screaming at the podcast. Like when I watch, like when podcasts like it's 1999 did their Godzilla episode and they were like, oh, what the fuck did they say? They were like, so what's Godzilla's origin? And the other one was like, I don't really know. I think he gets hit with Adam Bomb. And I'm fucking screaming at my cell phone. I was like, oh, I didn't know I had this, but apparently I do. Lars Bariga, Connie Maheshwaran. They have last names. They do. Um, okay, let's let's have it like he introduces himself and he's like, uh, my last name is... Uh, fart noise. Like He tries to give himself a sick Norse last name, like fucking Odinson. Like, yeah, like, my name is uh, George uh, Odinson... Odinson Handle. Fight Fist fights sex punch like face like, some shit like sex that, you know? beard yeah right right uh yeah and then okay his real last name um, is just fucking like it's something something real unassuming i don't know what the, what is the last name equivalent give, of greg no i don't i don't feel a need to give oh oh like you like you do want to give him like an actual very normie last name um yeah just something super uh, that he would fucking hate and they wouldn't want to tell his friends on the internet about Stone, Brown, Anderson, uh, Clark. Yeah, um, Clark. George Clark. George Clark. Is that anyone? I'm gonna. I'm just. That's such a common name. I'm gonna Google if that's anyone in the. Okay, uh, American surveyor from uh, the like 1700s. It's fine. We can have him George Clark. Perfect. George Clark. There we go. But he's like, yeah, cool people call me George Punch Fist, and then you find out Punch Fist is his fucking gamer tag. Yeah. Um, cool, great. Uh, do we want to give him, like, one more thing apiece? Yeah, that's how we close these out. Okay, let me thinky-think. I'm gonna give him a sister who comes with him who is just absolutely fucking sick of his bullshit, and every scene that they're in together, um, uh, she is just not having any of it. Oakley's. Oakley's are the sunglasses of racism. He needs to have Oakley's. Actually, I thought of a different one. I'd like for him to, uh, have a, have a character tick of being, like, in a combat situation, you would want to do X, and like he he just brings that up all the time because it's annoying and obnoxious, and that's what uh, that's what our that's what our George Punch Fist drunk objectify women would do. <laughs> oh wait, oh oh no, his name should be Brett. It should be Brett Hawthorne. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben Shapiro. I read your book. Combat General Brett Hawthorne. A six-two bear of a man. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Did you? When you say you read Ben Shapiro's book, you're using that like you're you didn't actually read Ben Shapiro's book. You're saying like the figure of speech. I read your book, right? 
Are you telling me, Amber Autumn, you have not read Ben Shapiro's fiction novel, True Allegiance? I am telling you that. Have you? I just have you. <laughs> Combat... I'm going to cry. Combat General Brett Hawthorne standing at 6'2". He started out as a little beanpole, but then he hit his growth spurt around 6th grade. <laughs> All right, well, I think we have a character. Um, that's our our Steven Universe. <laughs> Every time Combat General Brett Hawthorne said goodbye to his wife, he would close it out with the saying, Take a bullet for you, babe. To which Brett Hawthorne's wife would respond, Take a bullet for you, babe. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, uh, this has been Original Podcast Do Not Steal. Um... Join us next week when where we uh, take Devin a bullet for you. Us. We take a bullet for you, babe. <laughs> Devin tries to get us to do an episode on professional wrestling, but instead we do an episode on the Arkham Horror Files. Oh. This is one that my friends have been waiting for. People who know me have been waiting for this one for see when that come, that's going to come around. Uh, and the true cosmic horror that we all live under is the oppressive boot of a capitalist system. And speaking of a capitalist system, Amber, I will do everything within my power to monetize our friendship on this podcast. And Steven! Combat General Brett Hawthorne! <laughs> uh, bye! B- 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 bye! <laughs>